1: Hey, theater fans, I'm Frank DeLella, and welcome to Show and Tell. On today's show, two true Broadway triple threats, Megan Sikora and Deidre Goodwin. Show and tell with Frank DeLella. Megan, Deidre, how are you?
0: So good. Thank hello, you. For hello,
1: hello. <laughs> Where are you guys camping out during this crazy time?
0: See?
2: Uh I am here in New York City in the East Village. Been here the whole time.
0: Yeah, same, same. A- same. I'm up in East Harlem.
1: Oh wow. And and how are things? How have you been surviving COVID-19? Is everyone okay, healthy, safe?
2: Yes, everyone here, my husband and I, we've been safe. I've also destroyed my hands, washing them, and then putting sanitizer on and <laughs> ruin all the veneers and the doorknobs and hot handles, just cleaning everything, every chance I have. So, But we're, you know, not good, very safe. Yeah. How about yeah you,
0: we've been very fortunate as well. No one in our immediate family has gotten sick, and we're just... We feel like we feel safe and and good in our neighborhood and everybody's being very respectful. We feel lucky.
1: Good. Now, Megan, I understand you're also playing teacher or were playing teacher up until last week.
0: Yes, (gasps) I have a second grader. Well, he graduated second grade on Friday and now he's going to third grade. So we were doing homeschooling since March um and kudos to all the teachers who in the public school system that who suddenly were having to learn how to teach online yeah you know it's it was intense i like and i also we were kind of like weirdly fortunate that like Broadway was closed, so we didn't have work, so we could focus on him and his school. But I can't imagine having a nine-to-five job that suddenly you're expected to do at home and homeschool your kids. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's pretty bad. crazy. Yeah. And, you know, speaking of Broadway, we just got word, as of this taping just yesterday, that Broadway isn't coming back till at least January. And yeah. I think we all know that it's more like March, April. Yeah. That's not good for this business that's not good for folks in the business it's it's I'm sad I'm very sad about this yeah.
0: it's very depressing um, it's and I can't imagine too like all the kids that are young adults that are graduating from programs right now or graduated right. from high school or going into a theater program like what is that yeah. where what are you what are your hopes where are you going to um my uh My husband is in Chicago right now, um, yeah. the musical on Broadway, sort of, and he kind of called it um the year that never happened
1: yeah
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how How's that making you feel Tudra? i'm I'm saddened by it for for the reasons you said, Megan, meaning all those kids who just graduated from programs or going high school and going into programs. I hope it doesn't diminish their hope that it's going to eventually open up again and they keep pursuing with the same kind of passion that they had prior. And for those of us in the business, whether you were doing your local community theater or 17th Broadway show, it's it's not only, it's, it's forcing us to do the thing that performers always do, reimagine ourselves. And also a lot of us, I've, I've, I think I've worked this through, but a lot of us still identify that's the only thing about you that's valid is if you have a show and I hope it's not making people feel depressed or like they're not worse than more just their resume. Um, I, I, and I get worried for people for that reason um, and for the industry itself, it's gonna take a, it's gonna, t- I, get, uh, I get very nervous and very um, curious because even after it's safe to come back, People rehe- rehearsed, get back into them costumes. Uh, <laughs> uh, listen, and um, and and then go. Then do you, who's going to feel comfortable coming to the show? Who can afford to come to the show because they've been out of work? Even if they got you know unemployment or were able to work a bit, their priorities may have shifted as far as what uh, disposable income they can spend on entertainment. So I think it's going to also shift maybe in a good way how things are priced. Hmm. Yeah. So more people can now come to the theater. Um, I hope so. But, but yeah, but all that being said, I do think it, it's it's going to take a while. It's going to come back. It's going to look a little bit different, but I think it's going to be better. And uh, we just have to stay hopeful and keep, stay, stay alert, stay, stay sharp in your, 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 your focus and your training, whatever your area is, because it's going to come back. Yeah. Yeah. We just got to hang yeah. tight.
1: Totally. Yeah. You know, I have to say you guys have been very proactive and have created a broadly dance class platform called Pastore. During this time, if I'm not mistaken, um, when you know people are at home and, as you mentioned, Deidre, you know, reimagining and rethinking and getting creative, doing what you do best. Talk to me about Pastore.
2: Well, Megan, I'm gonna let you leave us, this.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, your, your we, Uh uh. Myself and some colleagues got together to create Pastor because we saw a need for work, for Broadway actors and dancers. And we didn't know when this was, at that point, we didn't know how long it was gonna be. We knew it was gonna be a long time, but nobody, nothing was official. So we started this platform to keep dancers dancing and to create jobs for out of work, displaced Broadway dancers, but immediately found that it's so much more. That we can help change the face of Broadway tomorrow by educating the young artists of today. So we're really, really, really trying to get into like public schools and youth centers and get to all the kids that don't have access to Broadway dancers or Broadway and they get to learn from the best. And every single one of our teachers is so passionate about what they do, and they love it so much. Like, the feedback that we're getting from students, it makes me cry every day. I can't – it's so powerful, like, the effect that these people have on their students.
1: I mean, just looking at the roster of talent that is teaching, you know, at Pastor, it's pretty incredible. Um, Deidre, you are one of the teachers. I saw that yeah. on this morning. Um, what are you teaching at Pastor?
2: I'm teaching a jazz theater class and uh, I I have to say I love it and I'm just thankful that Megan and the gang asked me to come on board because what I found in addition to helping people continue to train is A lot of the people that are taking my class, I've I've taught before, worked with before, just know. So sometimes it's a a reunion of people that I've missed because of COVID and I get to see them. But it's also a great way to release all the things we're feeling. All of the emotion that's been building up and you have no full outlet for. And it feels safe just to dance and do what you want. And there's a range of uh, uh, levels that will come, but everyone feels comfortable. Whereas if you went to an open class in a studio, sometimes you're intimidated and I'm like, well, I don't know if I wanna try that. I might, it doesn't matter. We're all here together. We're all gonna sweat the same. We're all gonna have a great time and continue to train or just give our mind uh, some endorphins so we can go on with our days. And I, 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 I've loved it more, I always, already love teaching, but I've loved it even more than I realized I would for those reasons, the community that it's building.
1: And how does Pastor work? Do I just sign up if I'm interested? Just
0: go to our website, pass-door. doorcom Unfortunately, there's a dash in there. Um, <laughs> it was taken. What are you going to do? Uh, and you can look at our teachers. You can look at the schedule. You can look at the types of classes to see what you want. Um, and then you just hit a book now and you Get whatever you want, and you. We have tons of discount codes. We have an equity discount code if you're up for fifty percent off if you're an equity member because we know you're not working and we want you to be able to take class so that that lowers class to like eight dollars. Um, and we we every teacher has their own path. Uh, um, special discount code. So if you, you can also follow us on Instagram. If you DM us, we can give you, um, passcode or sorry, um, discount codes. And, uh, it's super easy, but like what Deirdre said, what I love about it is you could be a theater lover. You could just, just be somebody who loves to go to the theater and have always wanted to take class, but been too afraid to take class because you're nervous that you're not going to be good enough. Well, guess what? Nobody sees you. You are in the privacy of your own home. You're, teacher sees you, they spotlight themselves, so you're just looking at them. You don't have to worry about the other people in class and you can just let loose. And you get to dance with one of your favorite Broadway dancers. That's great. <laughs> That's
1: great. Now we are, you know, I, I feel uh that it's important to mention this. We're living during a time of unrest and I hope change. And one thing I keep hearing from members from the community who I've interviewed Across the board is that we have to educate folks who do not have the opportunities to experience the arts. And I understand, Megan, this is something we talked off air about. You guys are hoping to do that with Pastor.
0: Yeah, that's the goal uh, to eventually, like I said, I'm currently uh, working on getting to the, all the parents associations in uh, the Bronx and Manhattan and Brooklyn and getting my nose in there and getting, programs for these kids because we might be doing school online again in the fall. Um, Even if not, we can create special programs to get people physically to them or virtually to them in their schools. Um, It's so important. Education is the key. It's so important to get to these kids because there's so many artists out there. They don't even know that they are until someone that maybe looks like them or that they connect with says, Hey, you got this. You can do this. You've got, we have to plant that seed in them of hope.
1: Who Deidre, who was that person for you who said, you know, early on, you know what, you got this. This is something that you need to do for your career, for your life's work.
2: For me, uh, because I started dancing so incredibly late, I was 17, so it wasn't until I was in college and I took classes as a general requirement because I always wanted to, but had not up until that point had a structured dance class. Um, I would watch old movies, I'd watch Sesame Street, I'd watch MGM musicals, I'd watch Fame, but I, I didn't have training whatsoever. Um, so when I got to college and took a jazz class, just literally for fun and because I wanted to, my teacher immediately saw potential. Her name is Cheryl Miller, went to Missouri State University. Uh, they call her Miller. And, uh, she was the one that goes, can you take ballet next semester? I was like, sure, why not? <laughs> and then, and I was horrible. Like I was literally like everything you think of as bad was bad. Like just blah. And, but I I just loved it so much. And I knew that this person supported me as well as my, mo- my mom, who was like all on board, you know? Um, so I just have the confidence to go. And I think that's what, that's what kids need is someone to you know someone's in your corner, no matter what. Someone's gonna help you. And I think that whether that means that person grows up to be a Broadway dancer a conductor, an opera singer, a general manager, a producer, a writer, a lighting designer, a director, director, anything, or maybe you become a doctor, maybe you become something else completely outside of the arts. I think the discipline of the arts and dance will help you as a human being for sure. to be better at whatever it is you do in your life. And it also shows you another sense of community and like-minded people who want to do the same things so you have that additional support behind you. And I think it's so important to get in front of people. And for me, uh, the first person I saw that looked like me, I still couldn't put the dots together yet because I didn't have anyone in my immediate world when I was growing up that was in the entertainment industry. But I saw... Um, There were little things along the way, but I remember watching Sweet Charity. It came on like PBS late at night one day and I was like, Well, what's this? And I was very young. And I saw Paula Kelly and I was like, I kind of look like her. Huh. Interesting. But you know, tucked it away. But those little tiny images make a huge difference in minds, whether you're five or frankly. Fifty something. So uh, not me, not me. Uh, but it, it's important, and people that look like you, as well as people who maybe don't look like you, but you know support you, and do the same thing you're doing. So I think that's a great thing.
1: Amazing. I, I'm not sure if you can hear right outside my window. We have a huge truck driving by, so we have some sound effects. I'm, I'm sorry for that. Uh, no, no, no. Combined, just looking at your both of your resumes combined, you both have 18 Broadway credits to your name. I mean, you guys are two triple threats of the musical theater. Uh, Megan, how early did you start training?
0: I've been dancing my whole life, but... Um... I, d- I played catch-up as far as like singing and acting goes. I went to Point Park University for dance. I almost went and danced with Hubbard Street. And I got mm. I got up to Chicago. I was there. I Like, Lou Conti was in charge at the time. And I kept asking questions. And he didn't like that <laughs> at all. <laughs> and what I didn't know is that I learned how to dance from an actor's point of view. My teacher. Miss Christine, she taught, she didn't, I don't even know she know She was doing it on purpose, but she was all about telling a story with your body, telling the story and mo- like, make sure the audience is with you on your journey while you're dancing. And so I would always like pick it apart. Like, why am I doing this? What, you know, just from an actor's point of view. And so when I, I love concert work. I love moving my body in that way and taking space and being barefoot. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> I would be barefoot all the time. People think that's gross, but I would. Um, and but but they don't they don't operate from that perspective. Um, so I immediately was like, "Well, I guess I'm going to New York." <laughs> and I came here and just started pounding the pavement and um, playing catch up everywhere I went. I just asked people like, "Who do I study with? Where do I go?" Um, like I studied at the Barrow Group for a little bit, which I mm-hmm. loved where husband has done some work. Um, I studied with Joan later. Uh, But I was really, uh, it took me two years, only two years to get my first Broadway show. So I was very, very lucky.
1: Is that 42nd Um, Street? Yeah. Tell me about about booking 42nd Street.
0: um, Well, that was like such a typical dancer story where you walk in the room and you're like, oh, there's 300 people that look exactly like me. (laughs) <laughs> like i'm just another version of what you know everybody's like has their hair up and their little leotard and skirt with their tap shoes um but it was a big deal it was a really big deal and there were i, say, I would say three quarters of us in the cast and the, there was an ensemble of 32
1: yeah wow. a huge deal
0: Massive. And then I think there's almost like 10 principals or something on top of that. But like three quarters of us were making our debut. Wow.
2: Yeah.
1: Deidre, what was your first probably show? Was it Chicago or Rocky Horror?
2: It was Chicago. Uh, and I technically was a vacation swing uh, when I went in because I'd done the first national tour. And then they brought me into vacation swing. And uh, the first role I went on for was Caitlin Carter's track. So, yeah, that was I was like, oh. Oh, it was amazing another
1: well-known dancer well yeah
2: dancer. um you know
1: what's your dream ladies for Door? what's the ultimate goal for this program
2: i'll go if you don't mind megan and then you'll see the, the I, I what from what i've seen of your, your their mission and their the possibilities for it is to reach people as megan said who maybe couldn't afford to either with money or time or awareness to take class with Broadway dancers. And also it opens it up to an international community who literally could not get here, but can still train and become better and become uh, exposed to different parts of the industry and different types of dancers. And I think there's something also about, because some, and this is not all times that it's not bad at all, I think it's a great thing. But when you take class in studios, if the teacher is more focused on other things, you may not get the best class, potentially. Um, or you may think you're auditioning all the time as opposed to settling into your own bones and just listening to that teacher and enjoying the class. And this is stripping away a little bit of that extra so you can get back to the basics and train, train and release them into That's yeah. my opinion.
0: Yeah. yeah. Megan. Agreed. I agree with everything she just said. Um, Robin Masella had a girl from Thailand in her class the other day. Like okay. the magic of the internet, like that we can get, we can be a global platform and that all of our experience and hard work can affect and help the future, you know, or just give somebody an hour of fun, you know, <laughs> and, and like, like Teacher said, the, uh, you know, I got turned off to taking class at Steps and Broadway Dance Center myself because you do feel like you're auditioning constantly and people are staring at you and like you don't really know the warm up. And sometimes so th- these are real classes. These are ongoing classes where you're going to learn technique. You're going to get to know your teacher. You're going to, if you want, get to know the other students that are taking class too. It's not just like, it's not a workshop, you know, it's not a master class. You are learning from these people.
1: Totally. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to your resumes because it's a fun thing to talk about. Because <laughs> so many of my favorite theater experiences involved, or so many of my favorite experiences in the theater while watching the two of you on stage. Um, what have been your favorite, what's your ultimate favorite musical theater experience to date? Megan, what's <laughs>
0: Wow. Um, oof. I have so many answers to that, but I, I, I'm gonna have to take it back to my first musical theater show in New York, which was The Wild Party. Oh, wow, And yeah. it was intense and yucky and hard at times. But <laughs> we built that show together.
1: Is that mm-hmm. in Wild Party?
0: Yes, yeah. So that was off-Broadway. I did that before 42nd Street. Um, and before that, I was a dancing bear at Radio City. Yeah. Uh, well <laughs> <laughs> enough to be a Rockette. Why was <laughs> it I'm
1: I'm special? I lo- I saw that production a couple times. It was I loved watching it.
0: it. Really, it was so powerful in so many ways, and we all helped create that show. Like we mm. were a part of the decision making, and it it from then on, I was never afraid to speak up. Hmm when putting a show together, I mean, of course, you know your time and the place, but, like, I was never afraid to say, I have a, I feel like I have a solution to this problem that we're coming across with the traffic or the storytelling or, like, whatever, you know? Like, it's important that we're all a part of it and not just pawns.
2: Hmm. Yeah. I like that.
1: Do, um, Do you still keep in touch with that company, Megan? I know for a while you guys were very close. Yeah, Bernie talks about how you know you guys would vacation together. And- we all
0: went on vacation when we weren't, uh, we were not we because everybody's like you going to Broadway, and then we didn't. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> we're all like, well, okay. we don't go to Broadway. Let's go. Let's go on vacation. So Julia is a world traveler and an excellent planner, and she planned a trip to the DR. For all of wow. us, and we went waterfall climbing. I I don't know how we survived. I'm pretty sure we were all gonna die, but like, <laughs> it, it was nuts. Like Adina Menzel, Tay Diggs, Julia Murphy, just climbing up a waterfall. Fun. hey <laughs> Cody.
1: Sign me up. Sign me up. <laughs> um, Dee, what's what's your ultimate experience today? It's
2: also. Hard. For Broadway, I have a mixture of Chicago because for a variety of reasons, one of which is one of the few shows where women are so prominent in the storytelling, and uh, you have to be of a certain thing to dive into that, and I'm just proud to be a part of that Chicago family. Of course, i because of obvious reasons, but also it was the show that was all the things to me in very meta, it can mess your head up a lot because you're standing on stage telling the story of someone who's real but then you just did the same thing in real life during the day, so it was like this constant looping of things and the physical toll on your body, but also the pride that I'm still standing up, literally, I can make it, and then Rocky Horror was also great because it was the show that you could just be wild and do things you're probably typically wouldn't do in a show. And the audience response. uh, I have many other shows for many other reasons. Nine was a glorious communion of women that was like, ah, amazing. But uh, one of my favorite theater experiences, period, was uh, Susie Meisner's piece and Jonathan Bernstein at ART called The Shape She Makes. And that was the most interesting, amazing use of dance as language without it looking like scene, modern dance steps. It, the, the movement truly was language. And I, I think she's a genius, I think he's a genius. I hope they do more theater work. That was a beautiful experience.
1: Um, I wanna go back a little bit because there are parallels to what's happening right now with what happened during 9-11. And I believe both of mm-hmm. you were on Broadway and or you know in the city at the time. Um, mm-hmm during that experience. And I remember back then, lots of folks thought we would never recover and Broadway would never come back. But you know what? We did and we came back stronger. Take me back to that time and just, you know, for our listeners, give us some hope. Give us some hope for uh, this moment in time.
2: Wow. That day is still like uh, every, uh, uh, briefly, my story was I had actually had a surgery so I, uh, a few months prior, and that w- the week prior, we'd done like a million shows in a row, and that was my first day off after being uh, in recovery. So I purposely drew the blinds, turned off every alarm that could go off so I would not wake up early just because of the sun and i wake up and i think i had 26 messages on my phone and i was like when we still had the answering machines you know and i was like what's happening and it was my mom calling over and over and other people checking in and then i finally turned on the tv and i was like oh oh, oh. i you know as everyone as everyone was uh, and then by the time they decided to do the show again. Was the first time I actually had traveled out of the neighborhood. I lived in Washington Heights at the time, and I took the subway down. and I remember getting the train. I think I had my first like breakdown because I was so concerned about everyone that actually was on the train if they lost someone and it, it kind of shut down my system. I get to the stage door, I was doing Chicago at the time, and I remember that I and, uh, Nana Visitor was playing Roxy, and uh, my best friend Michelle Potter was there, and Michelle Robinson was there still. I remember I got to the stage door, and I feel like I, I pushed it a little bit, but then they opened it. I remember seeing their faces, and I pass out. And it was a relief just knowing they were okay, or just seeing them, and then they are like, uh, yeah, you're not going to be going on. And so I'm like, yes, yes, I have to I go. Mm, uh, yeah, girl, you ain't going nobody's stage. And I say, okay, <laughs> but don't make me go home. So I sat and watched the show and it was the most beautiful, beautiful thing because everyone was clearly going through everything, including the audience, but everyone just did it. And I would never forget after the show, it was a fire, one of the firefighters, they gave, gave them tickets just to have a minute to do something if they wanted to get away and he stood up he had his new york accent he was like listen thank you guys for doing the show i really appreciate it and you know what don't be tentative you do the show the way it is don't be worried about us we come here we just want to see it don't soften anything you do the show thank you for doing the show and i was like well all right all right (laughs) all right sir you know what i mean yes sir it was yeah, and, and it, it came back and it took a long time and there's still residual issues from that, but we came back mm-hmm. and we have to think about the future and just stay do what we can now to stay resilient and stay positive. And when you're not positive, take a minute to take, do that. Mm-hmm. Don't suppress it. Take a minute to be that way and then come back out of it stronger.
1: Deidre, you know what I'm realizing as you're telling that story? Chicago was the first show I saw a week and a half after 9-11. So I I remember seeing you as my
2: birthday.
1: And I piled five friends in my SUV and we're driving up from Philadelphia because New York was always my second home, even as a kid. And I'll never forget, we had second row seats. And my birthday gift.
2: (laughs) Oh, wow, that's so cool.
1: story, too.
2: Yes. Megan, thank
1: you.
0: I was doing 42nd street at the time. And, um, we did a similar thing. We we, like just gave free tickets to all the firefighters and their families. And, and for a long time, like, it felt like, what are we doing? This is weird singing and dancing, you know, but then they would say, thank you so much. You, you let me not think about the tragedy for a little while. Mm -hmm. And I, I think taking it taking a class can do that too like just just relieving yourself from the stress of the moment and theater will come back we will come back and I'm going to tell you why because our community is like none other we are a community of unicorns Mm -hmm. and we love with every ounce of our being and we love what we do and we love making people feel good and we love helping people laugh and we can't not come back we, we we can't survive if we 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 have to come back there we have no options there's you know yeah yeah and and broadway will and it it, and it i do believe it's going to come back better because everything going on in this moment in time is is helping us to hold up a mirror and look at what's going on and and change some things yeah and it's great. It's it's like it sucks, but it's gonna be good. I think it's yeah. 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 And I also during during that like like you were saying, Deidre, when you got on the train for the first time, I lived in Washington Heights as well. Maybe we were neighbors. I know <laughs>
2: uh,
0: and I remember I remember thinking like I felt like it was the first time I actually looked people in the eye. Mm-hmm. My fellow New Yorkers. I, I wa- like I wanted to hug everybody I saw. My fellow New Yorkers, and just be like, we're in this together. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. we are. And we're in this moment together too. Yeah. What's the first thing, ladies, you were looking forward to once Broadway is up and running?
2: Hugging my friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I miss it so much.
0: <laughs> yeah. My tribe. I mean, Pastor has, like, I think I said this to you earlier, Frank like it has reconnected me with my tribe in a way that I haven't been in a while mm-hmm. um which has felt so good but there is nothing like being in a room and creating something with mm-hmm. minds like ours
1: yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. well ladies congratulations on this incredible platform pastor uh folks listening be sure to check it out and if you want to move and get taught by the best Pastor is for you. Uh, thank you for joining me on Show and Tell. Please stay safe. Folks, as always, you can catch me on On Stage on Spectrum News, New York One, every Saturday and Sunday at 7.30 and 10.30 p.m. or at ny1.com. Be well, my friends, and I hope to see you at the theater real soon. Peace.